The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Pinpoint Health Show is here. Dr. Lou is on board and ready to answer your questions. You want to reach out, you can do so. The phone lines are open. The show is so much better when you chime in and we talk to you. 416-870-6400 is the way to do that. Info at pinpointhealth.ca is the email address. And, of course, we talk about it every week because it's worth talking about and worth you uh, spending some time on. That would be the long-form podcast series, and uh, you can reach out any time. Just, just Google that, uh, Dr. Lou, Pinpoint Health, and you can see those in your favorite social media platforms. What's going on this morning, brother? How are you? Hey, John. I'm good. How are you? Beautiful. Loving it. What's, nice. uh, what's in store today? Well, lots of stuff. Uh, I mean, it's always – there's so much to pick from in healthcare and pain and injury management – um, which is what myself and Pinpoint Health really specialize in. Um, one of the things that I wanted to, you know, sort of focus on a little bit today um, is car accidents. Uh, mm. You know, what we saw during COVID, we we do uh, a lot of work with people hurt in car accidents, obviously. And, and obviously there were less people on the roads, which meant less accidents, which is a good thing. Uh, but now, you know, as things start to get back to normal, we're starting to see an uptick of uh of car accidents and and the consequences of those things and i and i just want to sort of go into that a little bit in terms of um it was interesting i had a person this week who called me um and i saw them for an assessment and they were in not a very bad car accident like you know most people would consider it a little fender bender like uh, uh bumped from the back not nothing at high speed or anything uh, but, you know, they sat there and they basically said after it initially happened, this this was about a month ago, um, it wasn't that bad. They didn't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple weeks later, they start getting this neck pain and this low back pain, these things that they've never had before. Right. And um, there's a couple parts. And, and one of the parts that I wanted to discuss was, um, you know, before they came to see me, uh, they had gone to see uh, some other clinics and, and they just were very concerned with the way it was all being done where it seemed like it was more the treatment around the car accident was more about the money than it was about them getting better and this is unfortunately something that i see in the industry a lot when when people are hurt in car accidents there's a lot of fraudulent things that happen in this industry um when it comes to you know there's benefits through the car insurance for these types of things and and so there's a lot of fraudulent things that happen, uh, backdoor deals with different people. And, and it was interesting to hear from this person that they actually went to an emergency room. I won't say where, but it was somewhere in the, the Golden Horseshoe area. And uh, the emergency room doctor that they saw referred them specifically to this specific clinic. And, and they were saying huh. that even before they went into the clinic, they were already submitting forms about getting her off of work and blah, 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 and all these things. And it, and I was just sort of taken aback to hear that, you know, this stuff. Again, I, I know it happens, but it was it was very sad to know that there were healthcare professionals at different levels, whether it was in a hospital setting or in a private clinic setting that were involved in this type of, of I'll call it a scam because, you know, frankly, that's what it is, um, where it's not really about the interest of the person who's hurt in the accident. It's really just about the interest of some type of financial gain that comes about from that Um so it, it was it was a little bit worrisome. And, and the thing that 
really hit home for me was was the person said to me, listen, at the end of the day, I just want to get better. I just yep. need somewhere. And they were referred to us by another patient. They referred to Pinpoint Health and to me specifically uh, from another patient who's who's you know been coming to the clinics for years and, and this person said listen if you're if you're looking for a genuine place who's going to be there to look after your well-being and and just provide good care then pinpoint health is the place for you and and, and i spoke with the person and i mean I, I told her i told her as well like listen if you need a lawyer i can make a recommendation but you you're you're welcome to use really anybody and, and i was also this is really what i wanted to highlight for people that are hurting car accidents you don't have to go somewhere because someone told you to go to that place, right? right? So we see this a lot where e- either they go to a clinic and then the clinic says you need to see this lawyer or you, they start with the lawyer and then the lawyer says you need to go to this clinic. That's not the way it works. You are free to go wherever you want for any of these things. Even sometimes the insurers will do this. Oh, yeah. They should go to a clinic, and that's not the case. Really, you have the right as a, as a citizen in Ontario that when you're hurt in a car accident, you are allowed to choose whatever clinic it is you want. You're allowed to choose whatever lawyer. There, there are no rules in this. And, and really, I think the objective, it's sad because this whole industry has really become about the money aspect of it and not necessarily about getting people better. Um, and, and I see this because, we, again, we do a lot of work with car accident uh, patients on on multiple levels, whether it's on the treatment end or even on the assessment end for both insurers and for uh, lawyers. So we see all kinds of this stuff, and and it's really sad because my takeaway from the overall process is that it unfortunately is is really designed um, to benefit those people who are just looking for for gain. And 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 it's sad because a lot of the times the because there's so many people looking for that type of financial gain from these things there are genuinely people who actually are hurt who need real care and are sometimes penalized because of a greater bias in the industry and so it's quite disheartening for me when i see this and and every time i talk to people and i just hear all these new things it's really frustrating and it's actually not something i don't talk about car accidents a lot on the radio show um but I, I did want to put it out there that if you or anybody that you know is ever in a car accident or has been in one um, or needs any type of care, even if they've started care elsewhere and they're not getting better, I'm happy to have a conversation with anyone and see if there's anything that we can do to add to that care. And, and again, we also work on this on a bigger level, too, where we can help facilitate assessments that will eventually be required by either the insurer or the lawyer um, and, and using a, you know, a, a dedicated healthcare team um, that really is trying to be impartial and provide the best medical advice that we can um, towards getting you better, because that really is the key. And that's the unfortunate aspect of all of this, that, that a lot of this comes at the consequence of really not getting people better. I mean, I've, I've had people, uh, patients who have essentially been convinced by their lawyers to stop working in order to help build their claim. Now, it's definitely one thing if you can't work, right? Like if, if you're hurt bad enough, that you can't work sure. and, and, and you do it, fine, I get it. I, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not, but I know there, I'm also not a stupid person. And, and, I've, and I've seen these where, where they're essentially convinced because it's just going to help the claim. And the sad part about that is what that actually does is it leads to chronicity of the injury because chronicity, as we've discussed when you're dealing with pain and, and, and muscular injuries, um, is not just around what the physical problem is, but it's also around the mental health of the person. And so when you start taking away something like a, a purposeful thing that someone does every, every day, like a job, and, and you make them stay at their home and, you know, limit, and, and I've seen this, I've seen it a million times, unfortunately, where 
it's this big game where you've got to sell it, right? You've got to stop working. You've got to play the card that you're extremely hurt, so you can't be overly yeah. social. You can't go do the things you love. Well, what do you think is going to happen to your psychology when you do that? And I've seen people who have completely broken down as a result of this, who have, who have actually developed chronic pain, who, you know, arguably, had they not gone down that road, may have actually dealt with their issues. And they sit there years later saying, I, I can't believe this. My life has just fallen apart. Um, and so that's why it's really, really important to work with reputable places. And again, overall, the industry, it's crazy. The, the vast majority of people that are hurt in a car accident worry about contacting the lawyer first before they worry about their health. And it really should be the other way around. And so that, that's sort of my, my rant for the beginning of this uh, show today is, is really, you know, make a health problem about health first. Um, and then, of course, you know, if you need legal representation, all those things, it's your right, and you should have it at any given point. But, you know, understand, have your spidey senses up, look for where there's nefarious actors, whether it's on the clinical side or the legal side or, or even maybe on the insurer side, whatever, where people are actually not looking out for truly what is most important, which is your health in all of this. Again, 416-870-6400. Phone lines are open. Any health concerns? You feel in pain? Bring it on. We'll talk to you. Lots to get through here. We'll take a, a short break and get you right back to it. 416-870-6400. Pinpoint L Show is underway. This is Global News Radio. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back. Pinpoint House Show here on Saturday morning. It is 1118. Lots of time for you to uh, call in, ask your questions, get some answers. Dr. Lou is uh, ready to go. 416-870-6400, pinpointhealth.ca, and anywhere on uh, social media. And uh, searching for the long-form podcast as well. The Lou Down is what you're looking for. And uh, tune into some of those. They're, uh, they're really cool. We'll get to our first caller of the morning. Frank, thanks for standing by. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's going on? I want to test something that he was saying, uh, and he's 100% right. Five years ago, I was in an accident, and it started off with an insurance company saying, no, you cannot bring your car to that shop. You have to deal with our shop, which they pulled my car out, and then they sent me to a chiropractor. And when I, he, he, when I went to the chiropractor, which I was feeling okay, he gave me all kinds of, you need, uh, I think he said you have to come once a week. He, he prescribed all these different machines, but he says to me, you have to deal with this pharmacist for these machines. But you also have to deal with this doctor. So I went to the doctor, and he sent me to. He prescribed me all kinds of pills, Percocets, so forth. And then I, and he also referred me to a lawyer that goes, you use this lawyer, you're going to win the whole spiel. Wow. So then when I went to the pharmacist, there was about $5,000 between equipment and pills. And the pharmacist to me, listen, what I can do for you, instead of giving you all the, the pills and the equipment, it goes, I can give you $2,500 worth of grocery shopping, and I'll just, and you don't have to take all this stuff here. So I think he was going to – so then I wanted to go see his, their lawyer. Then I, then I said, something's wrong. I wanted to go see my own personal lawyer. And he says to me, if you go through with this insurance thing, you're part of a scam. You're going to get charged yeah. just as much as they will. Yeah. So I 100% yeah, yeah. attest to what you're saying. But yeah. if he had the doctor, the car park, and a pharmacist. Well, yeah, and, and Frank, thank you for calling in and sharing that. I, I appreciate that. And, and the sad part is if I told you that that was the only time I've ever heard that type of story, I'd be lying. And that's the saddest part about all this is the amount of times. It's very tempting, though, to take $2,500 in groceries. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and listen, I get it. Like, I get for people, like, it, it, you know, the, 
there is a tempting factor there. Um, but at the end of the day, you summarize the best there. You're, you're committing fraud, right? You're, you're committing uh, you're committing a crime, and that, and that's punishable, right? So um, it's crazy. But and but it started with the body is, shop, though. Started with the body shop. They started from the minute that car. Oh, got and listen, it starts it, like the minute you're in a car accident. It, sometimes it even starts with the tow truck drivers, like. And, and this, and I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying I know I know so many of these different scams. I've been approached by so many different people. And you know, as as you know, may I get hit by lightning if I'm lying? Like, and I'm putting this on the air to make it. I have never been involved with anything that isn't even remotely close to fraudulent. Do you know how many personal injury lawyers I've had call me and essentially tell me, listen, if you if you send your clients to us. Um, you know, here's how much we'll give you for that. Wow. And I've always said not interested. That's not I, I, I work with personal injury lawyers. I do send uh, clients to personal injury lawyers, but I work with the ones that are not there to create a scam. But really, it, it's just here you go. I, I think somebody needs a good lawyer. Here's and, and the other thing I tell every patient is exactly what I started this show with. You can go anywhere you want. It, I, my my recommendation is simply that it's a recommendation it doesn't mean you have to follow it you can do whatever it is that you like i, I usually tell people here are some of the red flags that you'd want to be concerned with if people start talking about these things but the amount of times that i've been approached by personal injury lawyers to create some type of scam or from other people related in other ways to the auto insurance industry like you said whether it's a body shop or a tow truck driver or a pharmacist or, you know, I just I started the show with talking about this person who went to a hospital and an emergency room doctor initiated this with them, an emergency room doctor, the people that are there to save our lives. And now ninety nine point nine percent of ER docs are, are great people and they're not looking for that type of stuff. But the, the, lawyer, the lawyer is, wanted my wife to put a claim in, too, saying that I wasn't able to fulfill my husbandly duties and she was entitled to money, too. One last yeah, point. Uh, well, my lawyer yes. said to me, that's the reason why insurance rates are so high, because people scam the system. If people were just honest, the whole country would save money on insurance. 100%. Hey, Frank, how did the, uh, on the other side of things, how are the injuries? Did you get any, like, physical yeah. treatment? I wasn't even hurt. Huh? They pushed me to go to the chiropractor, which I was okay. Actually, I, 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 I ended up going getting some headaches for about a week after I got my first massage. I don't know what he did to me. And he, I died of a headache and migraines for about a week. By then, I went to, when I went to my personal lawyer, my lawyer goes, you hurt? I go, no. He goes, why did you go? The insurance company, the lady forced me to go. She forced yeah. me with the, it was, it well, was just, well, I, I didn't Frank, put a, listen, the good news is that you, you didn't have any, like, John's right, this is really, you know, an injury show in terms of, and it's great that you didn't have any injuries. And listen, any type of therapy, right, like if, if you do unnecessary therapy, it can have side effects that are unintended, yeah. right? If, if you gave someone a root canal and they didn't need it, they'd probably be in, in worse issue than they were before. And physical medicine is the same, whether it's manipulation with a chiropractor, massage with a massage therapist, you know, uh, exercises with a physiotherapist that are targeted towards a specific thing. I mean, the, the good thing is those types of uh, hands-on therapies have very low risk of anything negative. But listen, if you're doing stuff that's not needed, you know, you're, you're going to probably create something that's not there. So, I mean, the good news is it sounds like you you stopped this all early enough and not and you didn't get uh, deep into the scam. But I appreciate the story because it sort of solidifies to the other listeners um, what I'm talking about. These and, and sadly, like I said, I wish it was the first time that I've heard this, but it's not. 
Frank, appreciate the call uh, for you as well. 416-870-6400. John, thanks for uh, standing by for a few minutes. Good morning. How are you? Hey, John. We had him there. Guess he's out there. We'll put him on hold, see if they can get him back. Anyway, so uh, so there you are, pal. Continue on. Go ahead. I think I heard something, John. Are you there? Uh, no, it can't be now. They're uh, they're going to reset him. Here we go. Let's let's try him again. Hey, John. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry, I was on mute. Oh, <laughs> that never helps. What's going on, pal? Uh, another one. So I had a quick question for you. Maybe a bit of advice. Uh, my mom is a senior citizen. She was on a TTC bus uh, back in October. Uh, before COVID uh, hit, uh, she, the TTC bus was cut off by a driver. The police came. She had fallen in the bus, hit her back and her, in her head. Right. Uh, just wanted to see how we can pursue this because the TTC came back and said, uh, you know, we've reviewed it. They've done their investigation. It was the fault of the, the other vehicle on the road. Um, and they gave me the insurance details. So I didn't want to call the insurance and they kind of steer me in a wrong direction. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not, I am not, not a lawyer, so I, I don't know how best to pursue this. I, I can comment on potentially treatment and injuries and things like that if you have a question towards that. But otherwise, I would, I would suggest that you probably um, connect with a lawyer um, uh, on that type of question. Yeah. So being a senior and not being able to go to the doctor and get more treatment. Like, what should we do at this point? Because I've just told her, kind of stay at home, just do your regular stuff, because I don't want her going to the doctor's office being at her age, being able to contract something as well, right? Yeah, so I don't think, I don't think you know, that's a dangerous ideology, too, that people are falling into where, where they're telling their elderly not to go. I mean, you know, our offices and, and most of the offices of colleagues of mine that I work with closely in, in referral capacities, um, every medical place that I know is going to extreme. You have to understand this stuff around infection control is not new to medical um, facilities, right. right? We've always tried to minimize uh, infection of any sort. And obviously, we're taking it to the next level. So I don't think that people should not be going to see their health care. And I, this is something I've spoken about for the last number of months. You should not be deferring your care because you think you're safer in your home. You're potentially worse off by not getting the right advice and the right opinion and the right treatments that are required. I would just make sure if you're concerned, call that office, see what protocols they're taking in place, see what things that you can do um, on your own, like, you know, wearing the face covering, making sure to clean your hands, uh, et cetera, that, that you can do. But I, I don't think you should not be uh, seeking any type of medical uh, advice just because of the risk uh, of potentially contracting COVID. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate the call. So there you go. Things uh, in that regard, you find that for you personally, uh, Dr. Lou, the clinics are starting to fill back up. The word's getting out that you should not be putting your health and your well-being off just for the potential possibly of coming down with something, right? A hundred percent. And I think last week I mentioned that definitely I've noticed that existing patient base um, is back to doing their regular thing because we have people that we treat regularly where i've seen and and specifically because of this radio show where i've actually seen a dip um is there's we we still have the same number of people who call to inquire uh but when it comes to getting them in for an assessment they're sort of deferring because it's new to them they're saying yeah you know what i'll wait a few more months and then we'll see how it is then uh before i come in right and so 
that's a dangerous thing. And, and again, this is something that I sort of, at, at the beginning of all of this back in March, that I sort of, I don't want to say I predicted, but I, I sort of had the foresight to determine, hey, if, if everyone just puts all of their health needs on hold and, and, and doesn't seek out medical opinions, then what's going to happen is you're going to have a lot of, you know, Dr. Google happening and you're going to treat things the wrong way, like the call that we just had, right? Like the idea of not doing anything is potentially worse than doing something. Now it depends on the case and all of those things, but in general. And so this idea that you could determine the best course of treatment and you can come up with the best diagnosis on your own, like that's, that's a very, very flawed system. And I think a few weeks ago, and, and I still am seeing it on social, is I've seen a number of practitioners who are sort of making videos on self-diagnosis because I guess everyone's sort of noticing this trend where less people want to go in. And so there's, there's this thing now on like, okay, how can you self-diagnose yourself if you've got this problem? Like, I, I just don't know what's happening, how, how anybody, especially a professional, can think that that's a good idea. That, no. That's potentially the worst thing that we do for our health is self-diagnosed. Now, is it important to be informed as an individual and get, yeah, hundred percent. I, I like it when people come in and they've done the research and they sort of understand some stuff, but they're deferring to me to help them put all of that puzzle together. You know, they've got all these pieces and they're saying, I think I could sort of see this picture, but can you just help me finalize it? That's great. That It's great that we can be informed. But if you think you're going to put that puzzle together by yourself, well, then you're just essentially saying that that people like me and my colleagues that have done all the schooling and examination and licensing really provide no value. Um, yeah. At the end of the day. And, and that's crazy. Right. That would be the same as like telling everybody, just do your own taxes. Right. Just figure it out yourself, you know, oh, you've got, you're buying a new house, figure out your own legal stuff. Like, that just doesn't happen. There's a reason why there's professionals in every industry, whether it's in, in, in these types of fields that I'm discussing or whether we're talking about trades. Professionals know what they're doing. And, and, and this is an important thing. And, I, and really, at the end of the day, the consequences of making a mistake with your own health, there's no greater consequence. Do you know what I mean? Like that, yep. that's the crazy thing here is, is really at the end of the day, what does everybody say? Like you can meet somebody and they can be going through the worst in life in terms of other things. And everyone's sort of the silver lining is as long as you've got your health, right? As long <laughs> as you've got your health, that's what matters. Yeah. Right. So why the heck would you put that in your own hands if you know nothing about it? Or, if you know, even worse, when you think you know a little bit and you think you're an expert, that is the worst thing. Even someone like me and my colleagues, we realize because of how much there is out there, that's why there's different specialties. People specialize, subspecialize in different things because no one can know it all. And if you think that you as an individual can somehow de- de- you know, take everything that we know in medical and in healthcare and figure it out for yourself and provide yourself with your own diagnosis, treatment plan, prognosis, recommendation, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I mean, you're just crazy, you know, to put it nicely. And I think it's a very dangerous thing. We'll take a break and get right back to it. Uh, you still have plenty of time to make that phone call. You have some uh, some pain or health conditions. You want to ask a simple question about it? No problem. Bring it on. We've got a well-open phone lines here. 416-870-6400. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. 
Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Pinpoint Health Show. We are back. You want to go to pinpointhealth.ca for lots more information and uh, to reach out. You can book an appointment there as well. You can also use that number, one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. And the, uh, the Lou Down, the long-form podcast, is available for you to uh, check out as well. And email, again, uh, info at pinpointhealth.ca. .ca. Where are you taking this, brother? Yeah, so, I mean, we started off with the car accident, and I'm sort of, my blood pressure's up now thinking of all this <laughs> stuff. And, uh, yeah, it drives me crazy. I just, I, I think back to um, the call that we had um, and, and sort of the scam that we heard. Um, you know, again, the, the really unfortunate part here is that really, when it comes down to it, if you unfortunately are in a car accident, really the objective should be what can you do to get better? Like, what can you do to make sure that you don't sustain long-term soft tissue injury? So let's talk a little bit about that. It is not uncommon that, you know, if you have, obviously if there's a major impact, people typically are obviously shooken up right away and they're taken to um, a hospital, and especially if there's concern of some type of a head injury or something like that. So that's always a concern. I mean, when you're dealing with a car accident, you always need to have the concern, is there any type of head injury that's involved? Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's just, you know, some severe trauma. A lot of the times, the the consequence of it is a mild concussion. But just because we use the term mild doesn't mean that it's not significant to the person's overall well-being and and sort of what they have to do day to day. And it can have a lot of effects, even if, if imagine you had to just, you know, we, we term something like if you have daily headaches, a mild concussion. Well, who wants a right. daily headache, right? That, that's not necessarily mild in terms of the consequences on the person's life and well-being. So, so we need to understand that. Then there's also, you know, we can say mild uh, sprain strains throughout the spine because in those types of whiplash or a jerking type of uh, a mechanism of an injury, you're going to get some whipping that happens throughout your spine. And again, now, again, does everybody, do you want to wake up every morning with low back pain that you consider mild and live with it? you know, for the rest of your life. No, nobody wants that. So even the mild stuff doesn't necessarily mean that it's not relevant. It is relevant. And that's why you should get it taken care of when it happens. That doesn't mean that this needs to be long, extensive stuff or extremely expensive. Number one, everybody that's, that is driving and has insurance is eligible for care if they're hurt in a car accident. Um, everyone is eligible under what's called the minor injury guideline if it falls within a minor injury. And if it's outside of that, then there, it opens up bigger access to care. But, but everyone that has insurance will have access to a level of care to deal with that, at the very least, minor injuries. Um, and again, minor does not mean insignificant. It's just a sort of a, it's in my opinion, a bad term that they've picked to, de- to describe these injuries because from a psychological perspective, you're almost saying that it's not important, but it is important. What they mean by minor is that it's not severe in the sense of this isn't a severe fracture, or neurological damage, or something like that. Fine. Doesn't mean it's insignificant. It's very significant. Typically, in the first couple of days, really what you want to do, this is maybe where you want to controlled rest, right? So if you're, especially if you're someone who does a lot of sports or gym or stuff like that, you may want to take it down. I'm, I'm not saying don't go do those things, but take it down a notch. Maybe go back to just, you know, like if, if you know, if you, you typically cycle, maybe just lightly cycling. I would say anything that increases impact 
like walking and running should be minimized. Uh, right. If you could get in a pool, right, and do something that offloads everything in terms of exercise, that's probably the best option. There's also probably this is the time where you're dealing with the most inflammation. So this is where you want to try some anti-inflammatory uh, types of interventions, whether that's as simple as something as ice or, you know, a little bit more like an over-the-counter anti-inflammatory like Advil. So you want to be trying to control that stuff. Probably after about the three to five day, you may also want to start to go get some manual work, some physical type of therapy, whether it's with a chiropractor, massage therapist, or physiotherapist, just to check the body out, see if there's anything going on there, do some manual medicine that can sort of help uh, further in that process. And, And you probably want to do a combination of those first initial things in the manual therapies for, you know, a few weeks following that accident. But definitely in the long term, and again, we're dealing with things that are, are, are more simple types of injuries. In the long term, what you need to also start doing is incorporating rehabilitation back right. into it and, and really starting to strengthen. Because even these things that seem insignificant, like, you know, people that are in, in slight fender benders, you still have to sort of step outside of your reality and just, you know, pretend like you could almost lift yourself out and look at this. These are thousand pound pieces of machinery hitting one another. The transference of force is is huge. And all of that force also then is dissipated within your own body. And we're really not designed for that, right? So this is why people can appreciate when it's a horrible accident and they see the wreckage, that they can appreciate why they could be hurt so bad. But what the mild fender bender stuff, it just sort of doesn't make sense to them. But to make it make sense, you just sort of have to step out and think of this from a purely mechanical perspective. These are thousands of pounds of machines that generate a lot of force and that force goes through your body and that's not something that your body is designed for evolutionarily we were not designed to have these machines create this force through our body and when that happens that can create these underlying long-term problems and so really to get that back outside of that initial intervention that is more passive in nature you have to transition to the more active component of care which is about you getting back to being active rehabilitation the important thing in all of this and sort of what i ended the last segment uh, before we went to break on is that you shouldn't be doing this self-directed by yourself this is why professionals exist to direct you along this journey and and you need to do this and even if it's something that you feel is so mild i can almost guarantee you that there's still something there and it may not rear its ugly head you know a week after the accident or a month after the accident but these things can pop up a decade later, two decades yeah. later. This is why any time I see somebody and someone, you know, if someone comes in and says, you know, I've got this knee pain, blah, blah, blah. One of the questions that is in my forms is uh, previous uh, injuries, or falls and car accidents, anything like that, work accidents, anything where there is a significant amount of trauma. Because again, we're just not designed to take that kind of impact. And even if we somehow can sustain it at the time, we're definitely not designed to keep it at bay for our entire life. There will come a point where those micro traumas that happen when you're younger can rear their heads when you're older. That's, you know, that's what all of this stuff that we essentially get, the chronic types of musculoskeletal injuries that we succumb to as we get older are really a result of those micro traumas uh, that happen when we're younger. And, not, and you know, some micro traumas are just like walking every day is into some extent a micro trauma to your knee. But you've gotta do that, right? It's essential towards living. You don't need to get in a, in a car accident. It's not an essential thing. So there's no value trade-off there. 
so so this is important to consider. So the you know, and I'm saying a lot of heavy things here that you know might be a little too in depth for the average listener. But I guess the the crux of it all is if you're if you're in a car accident, go get some care. Again, your your insurance allows for this. People often I've heard people say, well, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. That's why you pay for insurance. By the way, yep. like you, you you also shouldn't feel bad for that. If you need it now, I'm not suggesting you abuse it right don't abuse it but if you need some care go get the care and, and most people even if you don't want to use your car insurance most people have extended health care insurance for the physio the chiro the massage all that stuff so go get it done go get some of that stuff go get a direction plan and now the next important thing in this is find the right place because that's how we started this show is you, you can get you can get to the wrong place and if you get to the wrong place the consequences can be even worse than not doing anything at all and that's already a horrible choice. So you shouldn't have to choose between two evils. Make sure you do your research. Again, I'm happy. Pinpoint Health is happy to take on these patients. But you can go anywhere so long as you've done your due diligence to make sure it's a good place. That's my recommendation. Still some time to go. If you want to chime in, ask them questions about uh, your pain care as well, do it. 416-870-6400. Barring that, you want to reach out to uh, Dr. Lou and his crew. It's uh, info at pinpointhealth.ca and one eight five five Doctor Lou. We'll continue. Pinpoint Health Show. This is Global News Radio. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Pinpoint Health Show on your Saturday morning. Still some time for you to call in. We have lots of open lines. If you have pain concerns for yourself or on behalf of a friend or a colleague, a family member, feel free to call now in the next few minutes. 416-870-6400. And again, long point. Uh, pardon me, long form uh, podcast. Uh, you can get that. The Lou Down is what it's called, and pinpointhealth.ca to reach out uh, any further. There you go, pal. Take her away. Thanks, John. Um, yeah, I mean, and one of the things that I guess I should mention, and I and I don't talk about this a lot on the radio because really, I when I come on the radio and I spend this hour every Saturday, I really try to do this with the point of a value for people listening, and and I'm not really looking for a return in terms of those people having to come see me or to my clinics. And I really don't promote, you know, my company all that much, uh, Pinpoint Health. But, you know, we're growing. We've got, you know, seven different locations or eight different locations across the GTA. Um, so, you know, this it's getting closer to home for people. We're continuing to expand. Uh, sort of when I started this show, I, I guess almost four or five years ago, I don't even remember, yeah. what I realized is that there's, there's a hunger for people to get the right type of care, and 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 I'm happy to see that, and I'm and and it's I'm happy at the same time I'm frustrated that it doesn't exist more often, and so really you know I, I'm trying to be to whatever extent I can be, and there's a big population here, so it's by no means like eight clinics is going to service the whole population of the Golden Horseshoe, but you know we'll continue to grow with the objective of really trying to provide this quality care closer to where you are, whether it's where you work. Or where you live that that is our main objective that's our main uh vision to get some to get as close as possible to you the person who needs this care uh, but you know there's two ends to that equation there's also the people need to take that step to get into to
to see somebody. And so many people will, will again, even in regular times outside of COVID-19, people always defer their care, right? Next week, I'll go in two weeks. So, you know, there's always an excuse, right? It's, it's not all that different than wanting to lose weight or get healthy. It's always like, I'll start on Monday or, you know, I'm going to wait till the beginning of the month or I'm going to wait till the new year. Yeah. That's it. When it comes to health, and, and it's so funny, it's the only place we do it, right? It's like the only area that you, you never, you, I'm going to defer doing my taxes till you know, I turn, you know, 30 or whatever. <laughs> you don't, you don't, it's health is where we put this like thing on it. We're all, we're always just pushing. It. And again, I, I go back to sort of that saying, like where people are like, well, as long as you have your health, it's this cliche thing that no matter how bad life is in terms of everything else, so long as you have your health and the health of the ones that you love, then that's all that really matters in life. And, and it's cliche because it's probably true, but if it's true, why are we always so willing to put that on hold? And yeah. that to me is crazy. And, and we're doing it even more now with COVID-19. So the second part of the equation that I was talking about is, you know, there's organizations like mine, Pinpoint Health, which provide great care. Uh, for people. And you know what? There's a lot of other great organizations, too. We are by no means the only one. There's equally a lot of bad organizations, which, again, this is where you as the consumer need to do your due diligence. I would say the one thing that's unique about Pinpoint Health is I'm on I'm on the radio every Saturday putting myself out there and making myself accountable, right? Like I'm saying these things. And if I was full of BS, you know, you could call in and, and, and tell me how full of BS I am. I don't even... You know, I'm doing this at home now. I don't even see the callers because I can't log into the thing anymore. So I don't even know what people are calling in about. But I don't care. I'm happy to take any call. as So long as it's constructive, I'm happy to have any conversation that needs to be had. But again, the tech... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say we got uh, got a caller coming up here. I'm going to let you finish off that thought and we'll get to it, pal. Yeah, yeah. The, the thought is essentially that, that that equation goes two ways. And, and I just encourage you, the population that consumes health care, stop putting your health on hold for whatever reason it is. Stop waiting till Monday or the beginning of a month or the new year, whatever it is. Like, if you've got something, deal with it now. Believe me, you'll thank me in the long run. You don't, I always say to people, you do not know the realm of possibilities that exist if you don't do this the right way. I know because I see it every single day. I see, I see people coming in with chronic injuries, things that they didn't take care of. And, and if you speak to those people, that's where wisdom comes into play. They're mm-hmm. the ones that will tell you, get that dealt with as soon as possible. Let's get to that call. Got uh, Janet on the line. Hi, Janet. Thanks for standing by. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Really appreciate it. Um, I'm just uh, sitting here listening and thinking about the car accident industry. And I'm an individual that didn't have a car accident. um, And yet I have chronic pain. And I struggle to get the support I guess I need or even for anyone to take it serious. And I'm starting to wonder... Is it because of the fact that there's not this uh, money uh, that you're talking about, you know, because I feel like I'm just going in circles and getting nowhere fast. Right. So, number one, chronic pain doesn't only result from car accidents. I sort of I think today we sort of went down the path of car accidents, but definitely chronic pain can happen. Uh, you know, even if you don't have an accident. And then, you know, a lot of what I deal with is is chronic pain, right? That's sort of the majority of the patients that I see. Um, and then anybody dealing with pain and injury, even in acute in acute scenarios. Uh, but you're you're absolutely right. Chronic pain, you know, there, there's a couple things here, and, and it's a big, it's sort of a big, and we can do a whole, I mean, I, I think almost the first full two years of this show was all only about chronic pain because of how big of a subject it is. 
it's not something, number one, it's something that's not well understood in terms of what causes it and how can we treat it. Like people think, I've said this a lot of times on the show, that pain is one of these things that you think pain is like, oh, you fall, uh, you bang yourself, that heals, and then you're better. But we don't realize that pain sometimes doesn't heal. It doesn't go away. In fact, most of the time, I would argue that nothing really heals, right? That's why I really think it's more about management than cures. And, and pain is very much one of those things that, especially in the chron- in chronic pain cases, you're not, you're not, there's no cure. It's really what are the best ways to manage it? So that's number one is the level of difficulty. Number two is pain is real to you, the person who's experiencing it. It's, not, it's harder for those around you, especially those that care about you the most, to perceive it. Like if you broke an ankle, people would see the cast, right? They can see yeah. the problem. It's different. Chronic pain is one of those things that is very subjective. A lot of chronic pain patients have full function, even sometimes better function than people who don't have chronic pain. And so a lot of the times, loved ones, it's difficult for them to understand how can you be in such perfect function and yet be in such extreme pain. So there's that visual aspect of it and there's the subjective nature where it's an experience that happens to you only it's not happening to everyone around you then the the next thing is the multi because there's so many likely contributors to what creates chronic pain in an individual that equally means that the treatment interventions need to be equally multifaceted which means there's a lot of things that someone needs to do and another problem that's sort of the fault of the healthcare system to some extent is that we do a lot of these things in a segmented approach where we're telling people, okay, try this and then try that and then try that and then try that, where it really should be here, try all of this at the same time and keep doing it and don't stop doing it. And that's the important thing. And when we look at that multifaceted approach, you know, in a very simplistic model, it includes the bi- biology, which means your body, whether that's a combination of medication, exercising, therapy, all of those things. There's the mental, so you've got to work on the psychology of the individual. Mm-hmm. And then there's the social, right? The the love, the relationships around you, uh, the things happening. And even arguably, there's new research emerging around the spirituality of it all, too, how it all gets connected. That doesn't mean rea- religion. It just means the connection uh, of everyone and mm-hmm. everything. And so there's so many ways to deal with it. And the problem is it's so segmented that it's either the professionals are only recommending one thing or you're getting it in segmented ways. Because, again, when even if we think of something as simple as just physical and social, typically we there's different professionals dealing with those things in different offices. And so you're dealing with someone one place telling you one thing and then you're dealing with someone in another place telling you another thing. That's why the the thing around chronic pain is finding a multidisciplinary team that can help you with all of these things, which, by the way, Pinpoint Health does and has is this multidisciplinary team. Um, but so, you know, that that's sort of a, a rundown on why chronic pain is so tough. That'll do it for today. Greg, I see you there. Do me a favor. Call Dr. Lou after the show. We have just run out of time. It's been a busy hour, and you can reach out 1-855-55-DR-LOU. Again, 1-855-55-DR-LOU, D-R-L-O-U. Info at pinpointhealth.ca anytime as well. And the Lou down, the long-form podcast can be had as well. We'll catch you next time. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.